back to me Enough is enough They just wanna hurt us Bring us down Bring us down Enough is enough. Hey guys, welcome back to the Indie Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And today I wanted to start off the new year what a return. I'm so excited. My friend JT Dunn, what is going on? How you doing? I'm good. I I'm... get to be number one. How incredible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that you came back and chatted, uh, chatting with us again. So there's so much to catch up on. So guys, if you're new here to the Under Rope series, here I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, promoters, referees, behind the scenes, I got you covered. Um, please make sure you share this, <laughs> this stream since Facebook's being a butt. Um, <laughs> so we're on YouTube, <laughs> Twitch, and Periscope, and the audio <laughs> will be on later on. So if you guys got questions for JT Dunn, please feel free, drop them into the chat. Uh, sure, he'll be more than happy to answer all of your questions. Drop them in. Uh, drop them in there. Hey, good cop, bad cop. I see you in there. Um, we were talking about your question earlier, which is really funny. So, um, so let's let's start it off again. So, if you guys haven't watched part one, please go back on the Under Rope series, and you can go check out the, our first interview. So, we're doing a little update I feel today. Like that was forever ago. I know. I think it was like a year and a half ago. I think actually. Yeah. I was still keeping myself locked up in the house at that point. Yeah, it's so crazy. So again, we have so much to talk about. So, you know, since like the last time we spoke, you know, we had like the pandemic going on. I mean, we're kind of pretty much still in the pandemic. Yeah. We're going um, back but I mean, like, you know, going back and like looking at, you know, your 2021, you've had a fantastic year. So has that like what like sticks out to you the most like from like different from prior years of your wrestling? 
Whew. I'm, I would say last year, now last year, forget it's already 2022. Um, last year was just probably one of my favorite years of all the years I've been in wrestling. It was the first year where I just dedicated it to doing whatever I wanted to and having fun. Um, going into the pandemic, I think we might have touched on this uh, in the last episode. Uh, I wasn't having fun uh, 2019, even 2018, uh, coming off an injury, having to like regroup and, and go get my buzz back. And uh, there's just so many different things that can derail you in wrestling. And I just wasn't having fun anymore. So for me, the pandemic was like one of the best things that ever happened. Right. Uh, being able to just force myself to stay home and let my body heal, let my mind heal. Um, at one point, I just pretty much tweeted out like, hey, I'm done with wrestling. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this no more. Uh, it just it wasn't fun. It sucked my soul out, I felt. Uh, there's only so many times you can hear a no before it just really settles in on you. Like, hey, maybe this is not what I'm supposed to do. So I took that time to just reevaluate um, and just kind of make a new plan. And I told myself that if I fell back in love with wrestling again, then I'm going to go back into it full force. Um, if it just kind of is a gradual thing and the emotions and the feelings pass, then maybe it just isn't for me anymore. And uh, I gave it my best shot. Um, so right now, at this today's moment, I'm probably the most in love with pro wrestling that I've ever been in my entire life. Uh -huh. I love to hear that. I mean, I think I hear from like numerous wrestlers, even when I do these podcasts or even personal friends, they'll sit here and they'll be like, you know, Oh, I can't stand wrestling or like, Oh, you know, like I'm ready to quit. Like I hear it all the time, you know, and then it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate yeah. because, um, it's not the wrestling that I dislike. It's it's never the wrestling. I love the wrestling. I love the challenge of it. I right. love the competitors. I love the, the sport itself, the challenges that it, it puts in front of you. I hate the people in wrestling. Um, I feel like, every, like nobody wants to be genuine. You right. can get away and be successful being yourself. Everybody becomes a, a character in wrestling uh, online, on social media, to get bookings, and they just... I think I saw a tweet earlier, I forget who it was from, but it was like, stop walking around throughout your life as if your theme song is playing 24-7. Yeah. Like, it just, that's not a thing, man. Like, you don't have to portray that character. That ego isn't real. Yeah. Like, the decisions in wrestling are made between the both of us. You, right. you, you're not really beating me up, bro. Like, it's just not happening like that. Um, so I think the egos in wrestling, they just need to, like, kind of pump the brakes a little bit. Like, relax yourself. Yeah. And I feel... Now, it's so easy to get into wrestling. It's so easy to get over in wrestling compared to a few years ago where social media kind of dictates everything. Um, there's a lot of people who are just really loud on social media. And then I meet them or I get in the ring with them and they're just absolute trash. Um, and I hate that because like the voice should match the talent. And right. there's a lot of it that isn't. And then still afterwards, the voice is just still going, but the talent isn't catching back up. Right. Um, so, I mean, I feel like social media is really giving people an edge here. Um, but me, I guess... I'm in that category of old school. Uh, the bell rings. Let's get in there and prove it. Prove something. Prove yeah. it to me. Yeah. No, definitely. It's uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, but it's also like at the same time too. It's like this is the time to like love pro wrestling. And I feel like within the last year, with everything that we have seen, whether we've got onto like mainstream and the things that have been like possible, too, I feel like has like opened love for like a lot of other people, yeah. as well in wrestling, which is. 
which is great. Um, and also, like, people on social media, like, do, <laughs> like, sometimes they take it so seriously. And, oh, you know, like, man. again, like you it's said, ridiculous. it's a character, you know? Yeah. And, like, I get it. And I get how people have to be to get over and continually have your bookings and do your storylines and all. Like, I get it, man. Like, I probably get it better than every, anybody. Yeah. Um, but it's that face-to-face interaction where I sit there and I can't tell the difference between the character and the human. Yeah. Um, and I get that's like probably a thing people didn't like about me when I was younger. Um, I also didn't know better. But nowadays, everybody's so smart to wrestling. Not knowing any better isn't an excuse that's acceptable anymore. Like right. Everybody knows on this side of the guardrail and the other. Everybody knows. The true like great professional wrestlers are the one who can still – just give us all the magic and let us forget for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, an entire show. Like that it's that it's, it's, a, it's a show yeah. uh, when you come back through the curtain and you're still doing your thing that you're doing out there. I just want to walk up and just <laughs> lay the law down, man. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm getting on a different subject here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, Prince is in chat. He goes, pro wrestling savior is in the house. Take the pledge. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm so glad. Like, again, we have actually, you know, did this podcast a year and a half ago. And, like, we never actually met. Even though, like, I've been yeah. in the building uh, before where you have wrestled. But, you know, it's so funny. I feel like that with a lot of people. Uh, that I've had on the podcast and then we didn't meet to like after the podcast yep. too. Um, so it was cool because uh, Create a Pro was a couple of months ago in uh, Lindbrook, New York. Uh, so I got to finally come there and it was cool because I think I know Love Doug was hanging out and I just like came up to him and he was just like hanging out. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I was like, I've been dying to meet you too. Um, so, but we finally got to meet, which was, which was great, so I was really Which excited. Which is way better than meeting Love Dog. Oh. <laughs> I love all you guys. I love all you guys. No, I'm I not know, getting I in trouble. You have, to be, you have to be unbiased right now, but yeah, <laughs> I, I know the real. <laughs> all you guys Doug. try to get me in trouble with each other. We just had mm-hmm. Alec Price on recently. He trying to get me in trouble with Big Game Leroy. Like, Uh-oh. listen, listen, okay. I love you all. <laughs> That's it. I love you all. That's it. Um, but, you know, it's been a while also, too, at, like, Creator Pro, that I've been to a Creator Pro show. They came back finally. Great. Yeah. And uh, it was it was really cool to see, like, some people that I haven't seen. Uh, Dan Housing was there. I've been dying to see. Uh, I got to see uh, Ariella Nix. Like, a whole bunch of people that either they've been on this podcast or I've been a fan of for, for years. Um, but, you know, you, you had a match there and you worked with Bryce Donovan. And like, I think that was actually the first time that I actually seen him too. And you guys had a hell of a match. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to be coy about it. We stole the show. It's all right. We got <laughs> lost. That still pisses me off. But um, I think one of the things again, that uh, I love about wrestling is that first time magic. Uh, when you wrestle somebody that you're unfamiliar with, not that I didn't know who he was because uh, I did. Right. Um, but when you first get in the ring with them, it's very hard for everything to go right. Right. Uh, and even when the things go wrong, being able to capitalize and correct the mistakes in the ring, that's that's my job. That's what I'm there for, uh, is to be able to teach those lessons and, in that instance to Bryce. 
but we had a badass little match. Yeah. Um, I was cool, a cool debut. It was great to have the OG ringside with me. Yeah. Um, it was, <sighs> I just, I remember just having a blast. Uh, and now it's been cool to see him come down this way and get him uh, over here in Chaotic Wrestling. And I know he does. Uh, the beyond shows and stuff like that yeah yeah it's so cool i saw that he made his aw like in our debut which we'll get into with yours as well but what's kind of cool is like he had his whole fan base like in like this one entire section it was it's really i mean how is that for you like, like let's talk a little bit about that like you're wrestling somebody else right and it's like yep. the whole family the whole friends like i've been around a lot of different wrestlers uh and i've seen like them fill up the place like it's nuts like and like you feed into it more as well, like to go mess with them, which is entertaining as hell. Like, yeah, I think I was blowing kisses to his aunt or his mom or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I love it because I remember this is me now dating myself. I remember being like the younger talent trying to break out, getting to wrestle in my hometown or my home area, um, and filling it with people that I knew uh, that just wanted to be there to support me. Right. Uh, we've done the shows in Fet Music here in Providence where there'll just be. 100 people um, that I knew in the building surrounded by all these wrestling fans that were there to see the rest of the show. And it was great because that um, that momentum, that adrenaline, that emotion in the room can carry you to like the next level. Like sometimes it's hard to wrestle up, um, as they say, when you're in the ring with somebody that is just better than you. Mm -hmm. It's hard and you really have to have it. And if that emotion in the room is in the ring with you at the same time, it's a great combination and special things can happen. And yeah. I think that was a direct result of our match uh, yeah. and why it was so good is he, he was in a pressure situation where here's everybody that loves him uh, here to wrestle him. Here's one of the best wrestlers in the world who uh, drove into this town to come and work with him. Uh, and it was my debut, so I have a lot to show out for. He's trying to have this badass match with me, so he's got a lot to show uh, show out for. Uh, so those type of situations can either make or break you, and I think it made him that night. Um, then he went on, a, I believe he wrestled Bronson the show after, and they killed it too. So like once you get it rolling and you and you really capitalize on that, then the the crowd being friends and family becomes irrelevant. You already have that emotion. You have the rest of the room captivated. Right. Right. It's crazy. It's special. I love. I love that. I love seeing that where the fans are all into it. Um, it makes it makes it more entertaining. Us fans, like you know, we make yep. the matches too for you guys because he'll play yeah. it off like the heels. Like mean. I mean, I'm easy target for anybody that knows me. I get dived at. I get into the people get in my face. Like, but I love these interactions. But that's that's me. But it's fun for you because I think also too, if it's too quiet. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the last time it's been too quiet for me. Like, mm -hmm. uh, again, one of the tricks of the trade, I don't allow it to be quiet. I know how to trigger the audience, my opponent, uh, just something to start getting reactions, getting the emotion changed in the room. Um, sometimes it doesn't even need to be verbal. It can be physical. It can be a, a specific sequence move. Uh, I could just put them in the corner and chop them. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm known for, uh, for blowing your back out through your chest. Uh, with the chop, so I mean that all usually wakes everybody up. Uh, but again, it's just all those things, and you can you learn them over the course of being in the ring with people who are better than you, which I think is something like the the newer wrestlers really need to strive for. Is uh, like I get you 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 start to become uh, over, I guess, on a very small level within like your ten mile radius, and I think that starts to go to a lot of people's heads where they're just like. Oh man! Within these three states, everybody loves me. And, well, like, yeah. 
take yourself and insert yourself on the other side of the country and nobody knows who you are right. being able to get around the world or the country for that matter um, and get in the room with people who are better than you should be the goal that's what yeah. everybody should be striving for it shouldn't be doing the same thing in the same place against the same people for the same amount of time every year uh, and I think that's what expedited me in the ring to my success. Uh, there was those first stagnant years where I was learning how to even be in the wrestling business. And then once I once I understood that aspect of it, and I just was like, okay, I can't wrestle anybody who, when I look at them, egotistical wise or whatever, if I think that I'm the same as them and they're not, and I don't think they're better than me, I don't want to be in the ring with them. Right. I want to be in the ring with somebody who I'm afraid they're going to out wrestle me and embarrass me. Uh, and a, fortunately for me, a lot of those matches happened here in home in Providence mm -hmm. where like the Garganos, the Elgins, um, the Green Ants, like uh, the Biff matches, Dijak, Hero, like all that stuff happened in front of my hometown. So I was forced to either be good or my career right. was over. And that was it. <laughs> I live and die in Providence. Well, uh, thankfully that didn't happen. <laughs> I love it. Actually, the perfect person just came into the chat, our friend Skye, um, who I actually messaged her. She lives in UK. Uh, she's 18. She's actually an inspired wrestler now. She started training about how many weeks is it now, Sky? Eight weeks? A little more than eight that? Weeks. Oh, man. Yeah. So um, I'm, I actually had messaged her a week ago, and I told her about you that I really thought that she would enjoy this particular interview, that you would give a lot of insight for her as nice well um so i know she's taking notes she's been taking a lot of notes with a lot of the podcasts so big supporter of us so thank you thank you so she's she's very hyped in the chat so um so let's 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 go let's 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 talk about the unit all right let, let's uh, let's do it let, let's let's go there we're gonna we're start off with bang pretty much this might be one of the first times i've actually talked about it i yeah. don't do podcasts too much i know I, I feel so honored that you like come on here and chat with me yeah so i, I, I appreciate me, it as soon as you announced uh, that i was coming on your podcast my dm started getting blown up oh. podcast. <laughs> and i was like no nah, i'm good man like i'm not just gonna do this one so literally whatever you want to talk about we can talk awesome, about it awesome so i probably won't do another podcast <laughs> until like 2024 that will be mike yeah <laughs> So sorry, podcasted out there. So I love you, but I get the tea right here. Um, yes. So uh, again, let's let's talk the unit, okay? Like I'm I'm gonna keep it vague on my end because again, okay. like there are those people out there that don't know you. This is the first time that they're seeing you again. Like Sky, um, you know, I obviously know you. I know about the unit, but I would love for you to sit here and explain you know, to anybody that's listening to this podcast, like, you know, how it started, what are your plans going forward? You know, I know you said something to me about a branch in Midwest. So give us the tea. <laughs> let us let us know. All right. Um, so I'm going to be real here. Uh, I'm the real human in me. Um, the unit was literally started because, again, like I had said in the beginning, I wasn't sure my next direction in wrestling, if I was going to stay in wrestling, uh, I was having doubts. Like, uh, there's a reason why I'm not making a million dollars right now. What is it? Is it my attitude, my look, the way I carry myself, the company I keep? Uh, am I just not as good as a wrestler as I think that I am? All of those things sat in my brain during the pandemic. And then when I finally started to lean towards getting back to wrestling, I started going to the school and training up in uh, North Andover, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. If you're in this area, that's the school for you. Um, it's attached to Chaotic Wrestling as well, which I own now. Um, but in regards to coming back, I was like, 
I want to have fun. Like I need to have fun because the feeling I had uh, before the pandemic was not fun. That made me hate wrestling. I had given up so many things in my in my real life and sacrificed everything, which a lot of people have. You hear the stories a million times, the birthdays, the anniversaries, the relationships, uh, everything. I gave up literally everything for pro wrestling. Um, and it was worth it to me at that time. And then when we got put on lockdown, I was kind of like, man, I have nothing right now. Like I have nothing because wrestling is gone. I didn't realize how big of a impact wrestling was making on my life. So when I decided to come back, I sat down with the OG and we were just talking and I was just venting to him. And I was just like, you know what, man, like if I'm going to come back, like I want to be surrounded by people where when I look to my left and I look to my right, I'm just comfortable. Like I don't want to be a character anymore. And uh, I, I want to feel the most sincere about everything I say, because it needs to be real. Every word that comes out of my mouth needs to be genuine. It needs to come from a real place. And if that doesn't get me a million dollar contract, then it's just not meant to be. Um, because if I'm going to be the best version of me and it doesn't work, then I'm okay with that. I don't want to be a character because if the character doesn't work, that means I can just try another one and try another one and try another one. I'm going to be me. Um, so we kind of settled on that. And then I picked the place to come back to, and it was chaotic wrestling. And in doing so, um, I started just looking to the people who either impacted my life in a specific way, or I was able to impact their life in a specific way. And we really sat down. And one of the things that um, I talked when we had William Regal here a couple years back at chaotic, he had said to me about the savior of pro wrestling, which was like a play on heroes thing from uh, CZW way, way, way back. And then he became uh, wrestling savior. And they kind of just became my thing when I was his protege. Uh, and it kind of just took off from there. Um, I never really understood. And people were joking me like, what are you saving? Like, wh wh what exactly is it that you're the savior of? Uh, we, we know of wrestling, but what, what the hell are you saving it from? And I never really had an answer. Um, and this was my chance, my fresh start to create that answer. Um, and in, in real life, uh, the members of the unit, we've all been impacted uh, in a certain way with our demons, our troubles, our past, uh, our future, everything. And I've been the person that's been there for all of the members. Like each one, like it's not, it's not happenstance that they're in the group. They're individually selected for the greater purpose. Uh, the OG, Danny Miles, Mike Verna, Ace Romero, Dango, like the core group, they're there for a reason. Uh, we've all had each other's back and I've been the one to, I guess, figuratively and literally uh, talk them off the ledge, whether it was a, a demon inside of wrestling or a demon outside of wrestling. I'm the guy who brought them back. And to me, it doesn't get more real than that. Um, I'm sure later on we'll talk about the um, the addiction part of my life and all that stuff. Um, but everybody else has those same battles. And I've been very, very open. Uh, and I think even now at this point in my life, I need to be more open about it. Sometimes I feel like I don't talk about it enough because I'm too afraid that I'll lose that control again. But now I'm at this point where I feel like I could never lose control over anything because mm -hmm. I'm the most real me ever. Um, so in saying that, we brought the OG on board first. That's my best friend. Everybody knows that. Uh, we've been wrestling each other since 2012. He was my first wrestling feud. Uh, he was the guy who got who helped talk me uh, into my sobriety, him and Dave Cole. Um, they kind of showed me the light. They told me everything I was doing wrong. And then along my journey, uh, I met Danny Miles. And same type of thing where 
battling demons. Um, my story resonated. Uh, I had words of advice and wisdom, and they hit home for him, and it got him to stay in wrestling. Uh, same thing with Verna, same thing with Ace, uh, and then Dango was just like a, a, a new acquaintance for me until recently. Um, so it's been really cool to add him into the mix. But genuinely, like, I just wanted the unit to be real. So like, what you guys see happening is real uh, the emotions are real the the arguments we have on camera on twitter like it's that's real that's really how we interact with each other um, when we play video games we're just yelling at each other talking <laughs> shit uh, when we're doing promos we're just talking like and uh, here's a, a fun fact um every unit promo that you've ever seen from the beginning of uh 2021 until last week's yo they're all done in one take that's, That's it. Awesome. I have I have a rule. One take. It's a genuine. It's organic. It just it just happens. If it gets messed up, we're gonna make it work. Uh, and if we don't, then it never sees the light of day. And every promo we filmed has been out there. Uh, nothing has been not released. Uh, we're not sitting on stock footage or anything like. It's just out there because it's real. Right. Um, and I think that's why it's found. I don't want to say success, like. But I guess that's the the easiest way to describe it. That's why it's successful right now. Um, that's why the, the merchandise sells. That's why they're screaming, take the pledge at all the shows we're yeah. going to, whether we're the good guys or the bad guys. The, the fans can just, you can feel it. We're, yeah. we're wrestling for a purpose for each other. Uh, like every time we get beat up and we don't want to get back up, it used to be selfish. Like, oh, I got to get back up for me. I got to finish this match. It's like, no, I got to get my ass back up because uh, Danny's counting on me. Uh, I need to have the best match of my life because if I don't, it's going to affect uh, Mike Berna. It's going to affect Dango. It's going to affect the OG race. Um, that's my perspective now. And I've been having probably, like I've had great matches before. Yeah. I mean, great. That's so stupid to say. Um, in other people's perspective, they're great. I could sit here and the match could be 10 minutes and I could spend 60 minutes ripping it apart. Mm -hmm. But those matches were great because they were uh, what I needed at that point in time. But right now, my body of work, I think, is the best it's ever been. Um, I've learned my full purpose in the ring. Um, I've learned uh, the art of elevating people uh, all around me. Uh, and now it's crazy to see the when you really focus on it. Um, like I started elevating with just the members of the unit. Now I'm elevating entire rosters and yeah. shows. And I'm able to... Um, I know I'm jumping all over the place. No, you're fine. Don't worry. So, you're good. Sorry, guys. <laughs> my, my brain. No, this you're This is good. what happens with 10 years of getting hit in the head. <laughs> um, I remember specifically one of the conversations we first had when we sat down with the unit members was uh, when I described to them what I wanted the unit to be. I was like, hey, I want it to be a spider web. Just think of the biggest, craziest spider web you've ever seen in your life. That's what I want the unit to be. And they all looked at me like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, man, in a spider web, what's the purpose of the spider web? It's for shit to get caught in it so the spider can come and feast. That's the whole purpose of the web. Somewhere for that thing to, to live it, its life and catch all of its food. I want the unit to catch everything around it. I was like, and anytime something touches our web, we just attack. We just go full force at it. Somebody comes at us online, we're going, we're all going at them like a pack of wolves. If we're having a segment in the ring, we're all involved in that segment. If we're having a match, we're all all the input is involved. All the people on the roster, like nobody's safe. Uh, nobody's exempt from being able to work with us. We're not exempt from working with anybody else. Like I want everything. I want to have my reach just be astronomical, bigger than it's ever been. 
And I think maybe at first they thought I was just blowing smoke up their ass and they were like, oh, here's JT with his fucking death by elbow stories and all this. Like, no, man, it's it's a real thing. And we talked it out loud and we put it out in the universe. And right now we're taking over. The East Coast belongs to us. And in a, in a 14-state radius up and down from where I live in Providence, it's unit territory. Uh, and we were talking about the Midwest. Uh, I have returned to Wrestling Revolver. Everybody knows it's Sammy Callahan's promotion, his baby. Um, so I did return last show. Um, unfortunately, I lost a ladder match. That involved uh, Rich Swan, Trey Miguel, and the Man Scout. Uh, where it was on Botchamania. It's an infamous spot now. The belt got stuck in, in the rope when Swan went to go pull it down. He was swinging there. I tried to stab him with scissors. The whole nine yards didn't work. And then he won the match and won the, the wrestling revolver title. At the end of the match... I have uh, I have an investor in uh, in my career, I guess, from the sidelines. He's kind of always been there. Uh, his name is Phil Stamper. Uh, he's one of the most creative people in wrestling, um, and he has been a guy who has believed in me for a long, long time, probably before I started really believing in myself. Um, and when I first came to Revolver, uh, him and uh, Killer Cross, I can call him that again, uh, yeah. him and Killer Cross, there was a, uh, I think the match is online for free. You can look it up. It's from Revolver. It's myself versus Cross in his debut. At the end, there's a promo there uh, where he just grabs the mic and, uh, as the term is, he shoots on me. And he pretty much just tells me, like, stop messing around. You're wasting your career. You're so goddamn talented and you're just, you're just messing around. You're giving everybody else what they want, but you're not doing anything for yourself. And by the time I got back into the locker room, which is probably about 45 seconds, it just hit me different. Like, it really, really resonated me. And I've been able to learn from some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But it was that three minutes of him just, like, berating me in front of everybody after he just beat the shit out of me. I'm sitting in the corner like, dude, you just kicked my ass and now you're making fun of me? Like, what the fuck? Like, I shouldn't have just stayed home. This sucks. And that's normally how I would think. And for some reason, it just just translated differently. And I got to the back and Phil was just like, hey, we got this idea. Uh, we're going to turn you and you're going to join the revelation with me and cross tonight. And I was like, Oh man, that's the opposite of everything that I normally would do, but mm-hmm. let's do it. And it just grew into this, this big thing. And then, uh, when cross got signed, it kind of became time for me to again, stand on my own and do my own thing. And that was like the beginning of the unit. Um, because there was like, a a variation of it before here in Providence for wrestling has a tomorrow that did involve myself, Danny miles and big bacon, Brad Hollister. Um, but because of the pandemic, uh, the shows were cut short because we went to lockdown. So like that, ne- that version of the unit never really got legs. And then this version of the unit here in new England and the East coast took off so that we could have this moment at revolver where after that ladder match, um, Phil brought out uh, Infrared and Larry D, and we just assaulted Rich Swan, And I got my Midwest uh, incarnation of the unit. So now there's East Coast, there's Midwest, mm. next is down South and West mm. Coast. And when people ask what the Savior is, I finally have a response for them. Like there's all of these careers and all these other people that I'm starting to impact on a different level uh, simply by just being myself and speaking my word. And my version of wrestling, my version of life is impacting them so much that they're either going out of their way to uh, do what's necessary to help me succeed because in doing so, they are going to succeed, uh, which is like a crazy concept. Um, But I mean, since we've been starting it, everybody's bookings have gone up. 
their pay has gone up, their merch sales have gone up, uh, they're all over the place, they're traveling, companies are sharing uh, more of the unit talent than ever before, uh, and it's becoming a thing where even in your promotion, if you don't want us to be the unit, the crowd isn't going to let you ignore it. Right. There are certain promotions that didn't want us to be the unit. And the crowd took over, and they just started screaming for it. And <laughs> that's it, man. It's game <laughs> over. Uh, once they're invested and they believe and they support, so I mean, thank you guys. Uh, I mean, thank you and fuck you. I guess it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I know when we're live in the ring, I can't smile as I'm smiling yeah. right now or be as bashful and be red in the face as I am right now because i got to be big and mean. Yeah. Uh, but, man, my journey in wrestling has been crazy from the most beloved guy, I think, uh, on the indies to now I'm aiming to be the complete opposite. I'm aiming to be this cult leader, hated, sexy man. And here we are. <laughs> I love it. Um, wait, I saw a question from Sky. She says, where can I watch JT Dunn and the unit wrestle? Um, so like I said, we're starting to branch out even more. But you have your chaotic wrestlings, your wrestling revolver, Northeast wrestling, limitless wrestling. And there's all the promotions here in the East Coast that are a little bit smaller that are starting to elevate themselves now that we have the ability to have live audiences. You'll see the different members pop up uh, here and there, the top ropes, the test of strengths. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, every time I put on the spot, I can never think of it. Um, but I'm pretty sure I named the, the ones that are a little bit... Uh, in the forefront of my brain hopefully that gives you an answer but online you know how it is you fall yeah. into the youtube wormhole you find one match it leads you and bleeds you yep. into the rest of it seven hours gone by and you have to call it a work <laughs> pretty much <laughs> that's usually how it goes you start with one and then it's like ooh, let me let me follow you here and there and it's great yep. uh you know it's funny i got a question from uh okay. john alba <laughs> oh my man he goes what's his thoughts on becoming the prestigious unit <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. You got a goddamn Emmy. I don't got one of those. Um, you're probably gonna have to ditch the other guys, though. Like, we, we don't we don't really need the other guys. So if you want to just join us, that's cool. You make it prestigious as it is, and well, we're the unit. So, <laughs> love John Alva. He's been uh, joining into a bunch of my uh, chats lately for oh, MSP. Hey, uh, for John, congratulations yeah. on the new podcast yeah. with Matt Hardy. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, tell Matt I said hi. Miss him. Yeah, so awesome. Love, love John. He's so great. Um, so here, here we have another fan tweet from my alter ego. He goes, "When it comes to the unit, is there a woman you would love to welcome into the group? Also, how has the ownership of Chaotic been treating you?" I'm so the ownership is incredible, uh, and I have had fun the last few weeks being uh, whatever name they're going to give me, the King, El Presidente, El Dad, whatever, of Chaotic. Um, the show coming up on January 14th, I think it's one of the strongest cards we've ever put together. Um, obviously, it's got a lot of my flavor in it. Um, Pandemonium, the New England Championship on the line, the Panoptic Championship on the line. Like For me, I feel like if you have a championship and a champion on your show, they're just going to fight. They're going to defend that title. It's just the way it is. Um, I love fighting champions. I was, uh, I am always a fighting champion. Uh, so I want Chaotic to really uh, embody that. So it's been it's been cool. Um, it the uh, the fun but not fun part is having to answer so many messages. 
Like I'm very like low key. I live a very low key lifestyle. Um, so constantly having to be on my phone because people are sending me footage, resumes, uh, asking me how to get booked uh, or anything like that. That part I don't mind. It's I can't not watch the footage. So I'm I should be going to bed at certain times and I got my phone in my face. and I'm just like. If I don't watch this this match of this kid, he's going to be upset. Uh, when re- really, I don't have to, but I'm hours and hours and hours and hours deep into people's resumes and footage. So, I mean, it comes with the territory. I do enjoy it. I can't stop. And uh, the other question was a woman uh, in yeah. the unit, correct? Yes, yes. Would you add one um, and who? <laughs> so that has probably been the most asked question when even when it was just down to three members, when it was myself, the OG, and Danny, um, people started asking me um, because they know I'm an avid fan of women's wrestling. Um, I constantly am finding women, getting my ass kicked by them probably every other weekend. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I guess I'm still waiting for that one person uh, to stick out to me um, and just embody everything that we are. Like all the things that I had said before, I need to feel that same vibe. Like mm-hmm. uh, I need to, I, like, not that I need to know the person because you can always get to know somebody, uh, but I need to feel like they love wrestling as much as I do. They're dedicating as much time to their craft. Like I don't want somebody who's just like, oh, the unit's cool. Let me go be a part of it. Uh, or I also on the other side don't want to be like, oh, this person's cool. Let me put them in the unit. Uh, and so I guess time will tell uh, when it finally bleeds together. Um, initially, uh, since we're breaking the fourth wall, uh, Davian would have been uh, the prime candidate um, to be in the unit um, with us being tag team partners for a while at Chaotic Wrestling. Um, even like a Tasha Steeles uh, would have been somebody, a Jessica Havoc, uh, and just spitballing names uh, off the top of my head real fast. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of great yep. women out there. There's a lot. More than ever, and that's fantastic. Yeah. And please, keep kicking ass. Yeah. Please, make these guys scared that yes. they're not going to be booked on shows anymore. <laughs> I love these intergender matches. It's like one of my favorite things. Like, See, okay, so I, I think intergender wrestling mm-hmm. was something that expedited my career. Wrestling the Candice LeRae's, the Kimberly's, the Christina Von Aries, like uh, early in my Beyond days, like, the millions and millions of views definitely helped me, but I want to get to a point where intergender wrestling isn't intergender wrestling. It's just wrestling. Right. Like just, just two wrestlers fighting each other. Um, and that was something I feel like successful in a chaotic wrestling where now Davian isn't an intergender match. Like that's just, that's a heavyweight champion fighting another wrestler. Um, and especially in chaotic where they're so, the fans are so used to specific things. Guys don't wrestle girls there. Oh my God. Like guys didn't even team with girls there uh, before Davey and I uh, certainly not be champions, but I had a goal. I had a mission. We both did. Um, and it was to just change the landscape. I didn't, I didn't want anybody to ever be able to guess what was going to happen. I didn't want it to be ordinary anymore. Uh, and Davey was the, the right person at the right time in my life for me to be like, like Pokemon. Yeah. I choose you, <laughs> you, it's, it's you. Oh. Uh, and man, like I know we're supposed to hate each other right now and I do want to punch her right in the neck, but I have never ever been in the ring with somebody who is a female talent who has brought it the whole match as much as Davey. Yeah. Um, and I put her through the ringer. Like it's cool. You can have your eight minute match. That's great. 
but in chaotic when we were forced to sell tickets and we're forced to have these angles get over to sell out these bigger shows that we're having five times a year. Uh, we got to wrestle for 30 minutes. We got to wrestle for 45 minutes. And they, the locker room jokes about me always going over my time because I just get in the moment and uh, we coordinate the shows uh, based off of how long they think I'm going to wrestle. Uh, and Davey got to see that. And now it's like easy for her. We used to joke about her getting blown up in six minutes and now she can do 45 minute sprints and just be amazing yeah. uh, so it's a testament to her hard work um, I did not take it easy on her and uh, just like those who trained me and taught me didn't take it easy on me because in the long run you this is exactly what I said to her and it's the same thing that was said to me I'm going to teach you everything that they don't want you to know because they want you to have to say oh I've been doing this for eight years but there's no reason why you can't have that information in three or four or five years there's no set timeline anymore for when you can have all of these these things, these qualities, these skills, these secrets, the magic, I'm going to give it to you right now. But the promise and the goal is, is when the next person you see is that person, you got to do it for them. You got to do the same thing for them. You have to treat them the same way I'm treating you. You got to teach them everything that I'm teaching you. And we got to continue to build all of these superstars from our area. Yeah. Because New England to me is the most dominant area in all of wrestling. Yeah. The best wrestlers in the world come from New England, and I will put, all, I don't even know where my wallet is, I will slam that down. <laughs> it's got 12 credit cards and a stack of cash in it. I'll bet you that. The bet, I will put any of my wrestlers from New England against any wrestlers from anywhere, and we're better. I want to come up to one of the shows, like, if I can get better by, like, next week, we'll see. I might oh, take so the medicine. road trip. Yes, just like, listen, antibiotic and everything's been my friend. Right. Like, Leave. you know, I'm very sad that I didn't get to go to uh, New Year's with, you know, Massachusetts and, you know, Limitless Beyond and all those great shows and H2O. I'm very upset. Um, but, like, you know, what you got coming up, which we'll get into in a little bit, uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. If I could get better, I might take the road trip so we'll, we'll see i'm actually really I'll excited so yes yes definitely uh let me give uh some love in this chat uh because i see david's love telling me to give you to ask you david says jt would you like to face alex zane and blake christian yes um not just because they're the popular wrestlers or anything uh their style and my style are like built for each other yeah um i know that in the past I've had the most success wrestling people who do their style of wrestling. Um, the Aero Foxes, the Rich Swans, Trey McGill's, yeah. all the the Chris Sabins, like all of these guys. Like uh, I've wrestled everybody, uh, and I'm very successful uh, in those matches. So absolutely, hell yeah, they're super talented. Yeah. Why would I not? I could learn something from them too. Yeah, I, I always, I always, even like I love those H2O students very much, uh, which we'll get into a bunch of that stuff later too. But I'm always telling them like I love that. You know, even though like the same kind of style, I kind of like when you get the different kind of styles too. Yeah. that one you can learn from each other. Um, and sometimes they make like the best matches. Like, yeah. I mean, we could talk about Jordan Oliver. I mean, yeah. how he took a lot of notes off of social media, people saying, oh, he's just high flying. And then now, like, look at him. It's like years later now. And like he could do a little bit of everything. And like, you know, he's like one of the top wrestlers also too, going as well so love love it love it and i love my alex zane and my blake christian so Absolutely. um Absolutely. 
Good people. Okay, so most recently, again, like I've had a lot of people, especially even like people from Limitless that we've had on. We've had Alec Price on. We had MSP on. Um, so also we've had Love Doug on. We love Love Doug. Um, and Who's we? Who's we? <laughs> okay, fine. 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 I love Love Doug. Okay. All right. He's ugly. He can't Damn. Leave, really? You gotta be like that. All Don't right. <laughs> So a fan asked in the chat it, during the podcast, and they said, who would you love to spread some love to in the ring? Well, his response was AC. Um, <laughs> and I had talked about how that I need to get AC onto this podcast as well, and that I've had you on before as well. But he pretty much told me that I'm fueling the unit, and he's trying to end the unit. Like, what are your thoughts about this comment here? Oh, man. My thoughts are, I know that Love Doug lives 26 minutes away from me. I will drive to his house right now, live on this podcast, pull him out of his house, and beat this shit out of him. <laughs> no! <laughs> love Doug's there not going to love nobody, me anymore. <laughs> there is nobody more annoying to my career right now than Love Doug. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's it. And he's screwed now that I own Chaotic. Like, if you notice, he's not even on the show. Yeah, like, what the hell? Like, you were like, oh, what was it, 25 retweets, was it? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, if he gets, or was it 16, whatever it was? 16, and then... low number. <laughs> and then he got it. And then you put the little promo up and you're laughing at it. Like, no, like, not happening. Like, wow. Sorry, Douglas. Damn. I lied. <laughs> Damn, it's so rude. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> now that I'm in trouble with Love Doug, I'm sorry. Um, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to have to send him something. Um, all right, let's talk AEW because AEW has been like the hot thing. A lot of people on this podcast that I've interviewed through the years, I mean, Jesus, all the interviews, what, what, what am I up to today? Like, it's just nuts. 137. So I've interviewed 137 people on this podcast. And, you know, a bunch of people have gone. And been able to go to AW Dark or Elevation, which is so exciting for me that I'm like, damn, like now we got like stuff to talk about. So I want to hear your experience with AW being in front of that huge crowd. Like, come on, give me the tea. I want to know. Um, I mean, I'll be I'll be very very honest with you. It just felt natural, mm -hmm. like. I, I mean, obviously, it's, it's not my first time being in front yeah. of a large audience um, doing, like, raw SmackDown bullshit uh, years ago. Yeah. Um, but when we did the match in New Jersey mm -hmm. against Santana and Ortiz, that one was the one where if you watch the footage back during their entrance, it had been the first time since the pandemic where I had been in front of that many people. Um, and I just kind of looked around, surveyed the area. And for the first time in probably five years, I got nervous. Oh. Granted, obviously, I know what's going on. It's pro wrestling. But, like, I got nervous. And I was like, damn. Okay. I, that's where I realized, like, I love this. Because if I'm not getting nervous, I'm complacent. And then I've already lost. I've lost everything. I lost my mind. I've lost my body, my soul. I've, I've lost it. And I was nervous, and I just got this big-ass smile on my face. And the bell rang, and I just pressed these guys in the ring, and we just went we went to battle. Um, and that's kind of where I, where I got to the back. And uh, I'm very 
am very like tight on the things that I reveal from backstage, good, right. bad, or indifferent. But walking back through that curtain, granted what you saw um, on TV was just a minuscule amount of that day. Um, I think people respect and appreciate what a person like me is able to do in a limited amount of time. Um, my calling card in wrestling or in the ring is my selling. That's what makes me special. If you don't let me talk and you just give me the opportunity to sell, I'm going to show you I'm worth a million dollars. And that's what my goal was that night. It wasn't to go out there and be an ass kicker. It wasn't go uh, get over. It was to go and take these guys who are two of my best friends. I've known them for 10 plus years. Um, like literally when we first started wrestling, wrestling, even though they're from New York and I'm from Providence, life brought us together. And they didn't, they weren't as jacked as they are now that far back. And we used to wrestle each other talking about moments like that, where we'd be in front of 16,000 people doing our moves, just having fun, like laughing in the ring while we're beating the shit out of each other. Uh, so that's what that was. Like five minutes felt like an eternity because I was having fun with my friends yeah. uh, in front of all these people. Um, and then when I got to the back and the right people there were talking about my selling and uh, my ability to stand out um, and do everything that was asked of me. Uh, and again, like, that locker room is all people that I've been wrestling with for the last seven years. Like I've wrestled all of them on the, uh, on the biggest shows in independent wrestling, like wherever it is, the PWGs, whatever you guys consider to be the big shows. I've wrestled that locker room there. Yeah. Um, I've had 40 minute matches with these guys. Like they know what I'm capable of. Um, so it's cool to just have another chance after feeling like I was done with wrestling, just another chance, like a salvation, redemption, however you want to describe it. Um, that one felt good. Uh, and obviously that led to the next like six ones that I've done. Um, and they were cool. Like even, even I just went on vacation a couple weeks ago, somehow found my, myself in the goddamn ring. I <laughs> was funny. Cause I was going to bring that up too, because I was going to yeah. talk about traveling and it's like, I mean, you had a great birthday and it was funny because I was actually talking about this with a friend last night. And I was like, dude, I need to talk about these damn donuts that he posted on uh, Facebook. Like, I mean, <laughs> I've never, like, I don't take vacations. Like, yeah. I, am, I have a, a real job here in Providence. Uh, I don't ever really talk about, but I'm the general manager of fitness facilities here in Providence, and I have a full-time wrestling schedule. So I was like, you know what? I need a break. Like, I've been doing so much wrestling yeah. and so much work. I work 60 hours a week on top of wrestling and traveling and flights and all that bullshit. Again, this is not me complaining. I love my life. I love it, love it, love it. The, the, right now, my life, the best has ever been. And I just called the OG and we joked about taking a vacation and uh, we planned our trip. I want to say back in like October, about the flights, everything coordinated, everything we were going to do. And then maybe four days before I left, uh, I got a call and I was like, son of a bitch. My God, oh, <laughs> damn it, damn it. And uh, then I called the OG and I was like, hey, man, <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, what company? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. So I got this opportunity, man, to talk to these guys. Uh, it's just one day, though, I promise, just one day. And, of course, he's going to let me, like, not that he's not going to stop me. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was our, our time, man. Like, again, that's my real-life best friend. Uh, and he was cool. He was just like, bro, like, whatever is going to help you make a million dollars, go do it. 
Um, so it was just coincidental that the tapings were down there. My vacation was happening to go down there. Um, so it was cool, man. And again, it doesn't feel like work when I'm there. I do so much stuff aside from being in the ring uh, for whatever a lot of the time when I'm at AEW. Like I, I have, I wear multiple hats, and I think like having those matches with Cody and the Bucks and all that stuff uh, before the pandemic and everything, uh, they were able to see how versatile I am. Um, like even when they came to Boston, uh, I was doing so many other things. Like uh, I think they had the Rampage promo with me, Kingston, and, and CM Punk, um, which is crazy, man. That's like. Punk's my favorite wrestler, like him and Hero, those are my guys. Uh, so to be able to have Chris come back into my life to do seminars and, and uh, do the Chaotic show with us, and then two weeks before that, I'm with CM Punk. Like, everything I knew uh, in my life was going in the right direction. And like I had said when we first started, being me was either going to make or break me. And when I found myself just hanging out with Punk for days at a time, I was like, oh, shit, okay, well, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then Chris came back to wrestling, and uh, like one of the first things he did was come teach at our school over here in, uh, in Massachusetts and then do the meet and greet at the Chaotic show. Like I'm like, damn, all right, so I'm making the right decisions. So I knew taking that booking and going to do the show in Orlando was the right decision because it just it was life telling me, hey, this is supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, it turned out to be a fun little match. Got in there with with uh, I, I really wanted to wrestle uh, Martin is like Dante is bad as bad as you could probably want to wrestle somebody. Um, that's an unreal athlete. We were talking about Zane and, and Blake before with their skill level and the the style that they wrestle. Um, Dante is just <sighs> yeah, next level. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and being so young and being able to get in there with somebody like that you're just like okay like in a, in a couple of years like this guy once everything clicks maybe in a couple of years is exaggerating it might be faster than that because of where he's already at um he's gonna be just one of the most talked about people in the world uh so it was cool to get in there early uh, and again it's so weird sometimes like forgetting that i've been wrestling for as long as i have now uh people have all of these stories about me and they're just like, oh, hey, I used to watch you do wrestling at this show. Because, like, a lot of the guys now are, like, 23, 24. Yep. So I have five years on them. Uh, and for them to just be like, yeah, man, I used to study your matches and like when I was in high school. And I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> 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 um, but, I mean, overall, like I said, the experiences with AEW are always great. Yeah. Um, everybody treats me like family, like yeah, I don't know. It just it feels natural for me. So as often as I as I want to go back, they'll have me back, and I'll be there uh, as often as I can. But you didn't talk about the donut. Like, come on, oh, like the donut. <laughs> donut. these donuts. So again, on the vacation, I saved um, I saved my cheat meals for that whole like that week we were there. I was like, I'm gonna fucking eat everything. Like, I'm very hard on myself. Uh, I've been trying to transform my body my body for the last couple of months into what I want it to be as opposed to what everybody else wanted it to be for all these years. Right. And finally just doing what I want. Um, and obviously Voodoo Donuts is very popular. It's world famous. So I said, you know what? After uh, AEW, uh, if my match goes well, I'm going to go to the Universal like boardwalk there and I'm going to fucking eat everything. Everything. I'm, I'm stopping at every stand, every store, and I'm eating something. And I went to the donut place, and uh, maybe my eyes might have been bigger than my stomach because I just grabbed the box. I was like, give me that one and that one and that one and that one. OG's going to eat that one. Like, 
And I remember stomping in front of, I don't even remember what the hell it was called, some big-ass tower. And I was like, yo, I can't carry this box no more. I got to eat them. And I just ate them all right there. Just housed them. <laughs> all right, now we're going to go to the chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to be a fun podcast. Like, we have to, like, talk about this donut that, like, I saw oh, your pictures. So, but you had a good vacation, right? Like, you deserved it. I it was did. like your birthday vacation. So I, It was very... Um, very refreshing for my life yeah in every aspect just to get away and no troubles like no nothing yeah. and, and i'm happy the wrestling was involved because it put me around the people that i love being around yeah. and uh after the shows we, we went out and had a great time uh, and it was i love it because it's like i'm friends with everybody yeah like doesn't matter what company you work for i don't fucking give a shit i don't care who gets in trouble fuck it i want everybody to get along so it was cool to mix everybody together for our little after parties and go out and get uh, get some food and everything. Yeah. Watch everybody drink while I sip on water because I'm a little bitch. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, let me get more love in this chat. Sky said she's making a lot of notes. Thank you. Uh, Prince is saying Dante's a beast. Uh, so Sky said True. Dante, Alex Zane, Blake Christian, Eddie Kingston are a few which I study. Wait, I saw there was a question. Okay, Mark said I'm. Kingston is the best. He is. He's the so best. He is. That's it. Oh man, I like. I, I gotta say it. I'm not one for like the Twitter. I guess they the verbal blowjobs. Like this is Kingston's the best. That's it. Yeah. So good. I was just talking about how, like, I used to see him in the old, like, ICW days, like, when Jack Ballard owned yeah. it. Like, oh, man, those were, oh, man, I like, love uh, those. Like Queens Elks Lodge and stuff. Yes, yes. Yep. And then when he moved a little bit to Astoria, like, that's mm -hmm. where, like, I see, like, a lot of these names that are in, like, AW now, which is, which is so great. So that should, like, help out Sky a little bit into the chat, too. Uh, Mark said, I'm late. So sorry. He goes, I've spoken about this, but what's some of the things you've learned the most from teaming with someone like Chris Hero? How to shut my mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I think I had gotten rid of that problem before Chris, which is probably why um, he took a liking to me is I, I had already become very respectful at that point. Um, again, I didn't come from being a wrestling fan or the wrestling world. I didn't know anybody in wrestling. Like I grinded my way in and they tried to literally beat me out of wrestling and they couldn't get rid of me because I just love it so much. And uh, for me, I'm the type of person where when I'm bad at something, I'm going to practice and practice and practice and practice and do it and do it and reps and reps and reps until I'm fucking perfect at it. Like if somebody walked in my house right now and was like, we're going to have a 40 minute match on the fly. Like I'm fucking ready to go. Yeah. Like that's how prepared I want to be. I could never even meet that person and we're going to, we're going to fight it out. Um, but with Chris, I think one of the most important things that I learned was at pacing myself, like the, elements and depths that you can reach in a match where it doesn't have to just be move, 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 bunch of shit, bunch of shit, bunch of shit, bunch of shit. Um, there's so much more to wrestling. And at that time, that style of wrestling was very popular where it's just like, all right, bell rings. We're going to just run a bunch, do a bunch of kip ups and duck this and flip this and that. And then I'm going to fucking clothesline you. I'm going to beat the shit out of you for like 35 seconds. And then we're just going to do a bunch of stuff. False, 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 finish. Bam. Fireworks. And, like, when you watch that as a fan, it's cool. Right. But when you watch those matches, sit there when it's done and just really think about the one thing that stands out to you and your brain's going to go, oh, uh, shit, the end? What was the point of all the stuff before it then? 
Where was the purpose? Nothing made, nothing did anything to elevate it. If all you remember was the end, Chris helped me develop stories and uh, substance to my wrestling and everything having a purpose and being able to take different things and move them around and like take uh, sequences and segments from one match and bring them to another match, but like with a different opponent, elevate them to another level, add little details in there, um, which is all stuff like you're not going to learn that at any particular school. That's like, I think I said it earlier, like you have to wrestle the best to be the best and getting in there with Chris, like one thing that he, he didn't do. He never took it easy on me. Like every, like every match, every conversation still to this day, every match that he watches of mine, every conversation we have, I feel like I'm on the clock. Like, I feel like I'm constantly being tested. Like, and there is there, like, I can't have the wrong answer. Uh, I respect that man so much that I'm always on game in preparation for him just popping up with a, a question or a match or bumping into him and having a conversation where I have to say the right things or uh, like, uh, what do we do? So the PWG we did, um, our first match was against Ricochet and uh, Matt Seidel. And those are guys like, again, their style, I, me I mesh with it. And when they were, they gave us our allotted time, they were like, all right, you're going to go this long. And everybody kind of giggled. And I was kind of like, what? <laughs> what do you, we're going to go over that. And then they just put their hand on my shoulder like, yeah, don't worry about it. And the, so, I mean, uh, maybe I'll get in for whatever. 18 minutes or something like that was what we were supposed to do. I think we wrestled for like 41 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. And it, it was like 106 degrees in that building. So that was a very big, like, shock for me it was so hot it's so congested it's so packed up in there um and that's a place where and against people where you have to be perfect there's no you can't make a mistake no, you can't fucking do anything wrong and if you watch the match i think high spots or whatever streams them um there's a sequence in the beginning where i get in there with ricochet and he does a back handspring and uh, I mistimed how perfect he was going to be and his placement where I could catch his feet uh, around my head and his fucking toe hits me right in my eye. And I go blind in my eye, like 100 oh percent couldn't see. My eye is like tearing. I just see like a cloud of whatever. And then I have perfect vision in this eye. So then I wrestle 40 minutes with one eyeball. Oh, like, my God. Just like literally my debut. I'm like, whoa, I fucking made it. I'm going to up my booking fee. I'm here. Yes, let's go. Take my picture in front of the banner. Let's do it. Eight by ten. And fucking thirty-five seconds into the match, I'm one, I'm one eyeball down. Like of all the things that could possibly happen, I lose vision. Like vision. So thankfully, um, I was prepared for it. Like Chris prepared me for that moment. Uh, all the tag matches we had before, the synchronization, um, perfecting everything, not doing anything we weren't comfortable with, uh, made it so that way when it became time to do the match and have these moments, I could be perfect with him. I could be perfect for the other guys across the ring, and I could be perfect for the audience and, and give them the match that they deserve to see. Uh, so I guess a very long-winded answer here. Um, he just taught me how to really trust in everybody else and, uh, and and pace my matches and be able to really just give the audience what, what they deserve, whether it's 41 minutes, whether they need 10 minutes. Like uh, I, I, He taught me the difference because before I would have just did like 41 minutes of running around. Wow. That's amazing. Ugh. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so let's talk, because uh, I love doing this on this podcast, because you never know what happens yeah. on this podcast, right? We uh -oh. have a lot of new up-and-coming talent. I know we talked about 
Dante for a little for a little bit. Um, but again, it's 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 mind blowing to me. The kids are getting younger and younger and younger. It's scary. Um, so has there been anybody that sticks out to you personally that you haven't wrestled yet that you would love to get into the ring with? You might have stumped me here. Oh, yes. That's what we do on this one. No. <laughs> There's got to be like uh, a whole bunch because I'll throw freaking names at you. Yeah, I mean, I, you'd probably be able to provide me with more names than I could right now. Uh, again, on the spot, I'm going to go blank. Um, one of the things that I've done in like the last year uh, of like the past year, I should say, I don't um, – I don't make these list things anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even allow my mental to do that uh, because then I'm setting expectations. And if I don't meet them, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't happen too often, but again, when I was in the pandemic part locked up, there was all of these lists that I have written down because I right. actually write them down in my notebooks and I had all the time to go reread them. And there were so many things that were crossed off that I completed, but then there were the ones that I didn't complete. And those things fucking haunted me. Aww. Like, so a lot of the random matches that I've had in the last year have simply been to cross those things off of my list and to do specific things. Um, so I don't really have anything in mind. I'm very I'm very, very much um, letting things just come to me. Yeah. If, the, if that person is talented, there's no way I'm not going to see them. I'm not going to find them. We're going to wrestle, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. But you can, by all means. <laughs> well, right now. I'm going to, I'm going to off the bat, anybody that listens to this podcast knows probably where I'm going to go, but I'm probably going to like throw them off because they're going to probably think one name in my brain, but I'm not going to go with that name. I'm actually going to go with Nick Wayne. Um, the 16 year old that's third generation uh, wrestler who like he's coming on this podcast next week so you know guys get your questions ready for next week this kid is incredible like my god like I don't like he came out of like nowhere and like he's wrecking with a vengeance lately so I mean I'm gonna talk to him about this next week on the podcast I'm really looking forward to it Um, but he's incredible like like, I would just love it. And anybody that knows anybody on the H12 roster, those kids, I love them to death. Marcus Matters, you know, all those kids over there, they're really good. I would love to see that because um, I'm always constantly talking about that with them, that I would love mm-hmm. to see them outside of H12 wrestling. And Marcus Matters, obviously, is one that's getting around. He just had a great match with Anthony Green this past weekend. Um, so, but I'd love to see, like, you know, got to wrestle the best. Um, so like, let's make this happen. Maybe well, now one that day. you put it on the air, now it's going to happen. Yes. So don't be surprised. Everybody watching when in the next few months that match happens. Yeah, I'm with it. Um, there's a few, I guess that may- maybe they're not so young anymore. They're definitely a little bit more tenured, but matches. I think that I'm surprised haven't happened yet for mm-hmm. me. Uh, I've never wrestled Chris Bay like one-on-one. Oh my God. Yes. Which is weird. Um, cause that's normally something that would have happened. Uh, and this is one guy who's been ducking me for a while. His name's Myron Reed. Mm. I'm with it. My little bro. I'm with my it. My little brother right there. He's been ducking me. Mm. Uh, those two pop in my brain. I love to smack the shit out of Danny Limelight again so I can get him to stop posting all these thirst traps on Twitter and shit. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, people, are, <laughs> people are yelling names in the chat. 
Uh, Sky said, not necessarily one of the youngest people. I would love to see JT take on Daniel Garcia if that hasn't happened already. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's never happened. Uh, I can't so believe I this did. has never happened. So fun fact, and I was saving this for promo package material or whatever, um, but since he's probably never going to wrestle me because he's super famous now. Um, when I first met Daniel, he used to carry my bags and sell my merch in Buffalo for me next to a beef jerky stand. While I went to go wrestle uh, the Blade, uh, Pepper Parks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember standing there and he was just like, uh, and I joke, I'm, I'm, I kid, I kid. I love Daniel. So literally since the moment I saw him, uh, I he came up to me and he was just like, Hey JT, um, I'm starting to, I want to start training here. He might've even been like three weeks in. Can you give me any advice? Uh, and I remember talking to him for a, like an extended period of time. And then I would tell him like, Hey man, fo- like follow me on Twitter. If you don't already, so that way I can follow you back and just DM me, give me your, give me progress. Tell me every time something happens with you, hit me up. And weirdly enough, I had just contacted him for something recently. So I went back and I scrolled and I was looking at the messages and I didn't even remember we had so many conversations over the course of a couple of years. But every single thing that he did, he messaged me about, hey, I just did this in training. Hey, I'm about to have this match. Hey, I I went to go to this seminar you told me about. Hey, I wrestled this guy you told me about. Um, So if there's anybody out there who doubts I don't think you should because he's one of the best in the world right now. But if you ever doubted his passion or his love for pro wrestling or the, the I think it's an art form, the art of getting better, at, don't ever doubt uh, Red Death. That dude yeah. is the truth. And one of these days we're going to be in the same ring and we're going to be able to do what we love to do together. Um, and I mean, I'm going to knock him out with death by elbow. But I mean, this is that's just fate. <laughs> I'm with it. Like, I, oh, my God. I was like so excited oh, to finally see and, him uh, live. I'm not cut you off. Yeah. Hey, but Davy Richards. Yeah. Bro, stop fucking ducking me, bro. What oh are we God. waiting for? The possibilities. Huh? You're probably better than ever. I'm better than ever. I see you everywhere. We're in the same locker room, sitting there, sipping on waters together. Let's fight. <laughs> Let's fight, bro. I love it. I love it. The possibilities. Eddie. I'll are... slap the shit out of him, too. <laughs> The possibilities are endless. More love in the chat. Uh, Princess says, I'll toss Calvin Takeman out there. He also said okay. Billy Starks. Uh, okay. I, I love- just recently met Billy at uh, uh, the Baller sh- Show. She's so great. She's she's so great. I love her. Uh, Mark Leslie said, I'll toss out my usual Brandon Kirk. Oh, shit. <laughs> Lots of names. I mean, David Russell agrees with me, but Marcus Matters. I love wrestling. That's that's where I'm just pretty much gonna go with that. So, all right, let's do let's do a fun tweak because I'm really uh, okay. well fun a fun question because this one I was really excited for. Like um, we've been talking about this on uh, the indie wrestling corner for a while. I want to talk positivity in wrestling. All right, everybody, I love it. I love it. I love it. We get so much negative. I that focus. Exist. Yeah, well, on this podcast it does. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I love it. I just I love the stories. Uh, you never know what you're going to get out of my guests that come on to this podcast. So, you know, is there anything that like sticks out to you, whether it was something that maybe you did for a fan, maybe something you did for a wrestler, maybe some something like a fan's done for you, maybe a wrestler's done for you, anything that sticks out that it's like that you would love to share that we wouldn't normally like hear? million things just popped in my brain yeah um, i don't want to tell a story about me because that just seems like 
self-loathing. Um, I feel like at the end of whenever wrestling is for me, that's when I think I'll be appreciated for the things that I do actually do in wrestling for people. Um, I don't ever want the credit. I don't need it. I don't I sleep just fine right here in my pillows every night. Um, but I think overall for me, I remember doing this promo maybe like five years ago, maybe even a little bit longer. Where I'm just like, hey, I'm going to throw New England on my back and I'm going to carry it into like the next generation and I'm going to create the next stars, like no matter what it takes. So I feel proud now at this point, um, having like done so. Um, a lot of the talent that has come from New England, um, I've had my hands in working with um, exponentially. Um, I just feel like I have this gift this uh i and again it it's i wasn't like born with it uh, all the guys that have helped mentor me have shown me the things to look for um and a lot of them are just like hey this is what we see in you this is what we see in this guy and so i go and, and, and look around and, and try to find that stuff so uh, for me i get probably more satisfaction out of watching people that i work with or give advice to go use that stuff in the ring and be successful off of it um if you see me ever like put myself in an extended program with somebody, which like I have to agree to that for it to happen. Just so everybody knows. Um, that's because I like that person. And I think that they're going to be a million dollar wrestler. Um, I mean, probably right now, the one who's paying off uh, more than anybody is my man, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, goddamn rock star, superstar. But like, if they could just pull a truck of money to his house and dump it on the front lawn, that's what they should do right now. Um, he's just the best. Uh, so for whatever it's worth, I love my man Mello. He don't miss. Uh, hopefully he continues to go on to be the champion of the world and WrestleMania and the Royal Rumbles and all the, all the cool things that we've talked about in locker rooms. I hope all of that happens for him. Uh, but that's a guy who, when a lot of other people who won't be named, uh, gave up on him. Um, I didn't. And I was just like, nah, I think we're going to have to reevaluate this situation real fast. And we're going to have to give him another try. Um, and if he ever messes up, you can fire me because this kid is going to be uh, amazing. And, well, here we are four years later and yeah, sit here for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I'm trying to think of like, I mean, aside from the obvious answers uh, in, in helping me, um, like the OG, Dave Cole, Hero, those are guys that I think you've heard uh, in a lot of my interviews or anything like that. I think there's one guy um, who's helped me a lot that I probably don't give enough credit to. I mention him here and there, um, Paul London. So it's so weird that somebody who I would watch on TV would become a fan of me. That just sounds silly. Like sitting here, I'm just like, dude, I used to fucking stay up every night and watch you race your little ass on the ring, slide it into a moonsault and do these crazy things with Brian all the time. Um, but life brought us together in a very, very weird way. Um, and I have gotten so many opportunities and been able to absorb so much knowledge and also be put in contact with so many other people because of Paul. And um, when they talk about somebody who just loves, like, I think that's maybe his downfall in life is he just loves so hard and so much. And if he feels passionate about something, he just, everything he possibly could throw your way to help you, he will. And since I met him in 2000, 
2015, I believe, um, he has helped me so much, whether it's four-hour phone calls, talking about wrestling life uh, and, and, and his perspective on life. If you've never watched anything, Paul London, um, please YouTube him. Uh, his perspective on life is very, very interesting. It's different uh, in the best of ways. Um, he has given me so much information. Uh, obviously, he's been to where everybody wants to go and been successful at it. He's wrestled all of the best wrestlers that wrestling has ever had to offer uh, and been successful at it. So obviously what he's saying uh, carries weight. But man, um, shout out to Paul London. I love you, man. Uh, I guess thank you for everything you've ever done for me uh, and helping me become the person that I am today because this representation of JT Dunn uh, is 50% Paul London. Um, the way I perceive my life, the way I value myself now. Um, and I feel like I even, I might have even tweeted it out today. Um, or it's just like, uh, bet on yourself, just bet on you. Like whether you don't see it yet, bet on yourself. Don't ever, ever, ever let anybody else in wrestling in life determine your value, determine your worth. Um, this could be as simple as what they think you're capable of achieving or even down to the minuscule money argument over your booking fee. Um, you know what you're worth. I mean, don't be greedy. Don't be selfish. Uh, really be in touch with yourself. Be in tune with who you are and what you bring to the table. And when you learn the business sense over the years, you really start to determine your value. Don't ever let anybody degrade you. Don't let anybody disrespect you. Um, I might have even tweeted that out recently. Like, this year, no more disrespect. And that means taking advantage of somebody. Like, I think, now I'm definitely getting off track here. But hopefully this helps somebody watch <laughs> yeah. it. Um, don't ever let a promoter or a booker determine, uh, like, if you're going to eat. Like, don't, don't ever let that happen. You are valuable. The show doesn't happen without the pro wrestlers. And I think a lot of people forget that aspect. Um, and there's like a respect and respect goes through communication. If we're unable to communicate with each other, um, we've already lost in the battle of being pro wrestler and promoter or booker. Um, and that's going to make the battle for pay, the battle for equality in the locker room, uh, equality on the card. And that, that goes with like divvying up opponents and everything like that. It's going to make it very, very difficult. Um, and again, I can reiterate, don't be selfish. No, very much know and be in touch with what your value truly is. But don't ever let anybody disrespect you. And for this year, if you've disrespected me, consider yourself lucky. That's that's it. You're going to be the last person to have done it if you think that you are that person. Because going forward, I know my value. I know my worth. Wrestling and uh, some of these shows, man, like I think – promoters get lost in the sauce as the phrase is now these days like you kind of forget that if you just sell tickets and the promoter just sat in the ring the entire show that's not as good as if the wrestlers showed up and wrestled each other am i right or am i wrong right no you're right stop disrespecting us God damn it stop disrespecting us i see it every day like i try to avoid like i have this um this thing on my phone where it keeps track of how many minutes I'm on Instagram, how many minutes I'm on Twitter and Facebook. And I try to keep all of them under 30 minutes a day. Cause like anything above that is just mind numbing nonsense. It's just everybody fighting with everybody, just bickering that doesn't need to happen on a public forum. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that we need that to be successful these days uh, where the wrestling just can't do the, do the talking for you. Word to the wise, avoid that bullshit. Just 
if I if we were talking about being able to uh, give advice, right? That was yeah. the mm-hmm. the beginning of it. Avoid the bullshit. Just wrestle. Just show up. Do your job. Go home. That's it. Um, that's probably the best advice I can give somebody these days because once you get caught up in all the other stuff, then there's a story to tell. Yeah. And and no need for it. Sky, how long is your notes? I want to know. <laughs> I love her. I can't. I can't wait because she's actually coming to the states next month. So I'm really. Oh, fantastic! I'm really excited for her to come and finally like meet her, and she's coming over to H2O and all that. So I'm really, really excited for that. Uh, So she said thank you that she needed that. Uh, Conrad, everything pro wrestling. Shout out to you. Go give him some love, guys. If you're not subscribed to him as well, Uh, he said, JC Dunn, are you in the Wrestling Code video game? I'm gonna say probably not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> probably not. maybe maybe i don't know i get tagged in all these video game things i don't know what's i, I don't i don't play anything wrestling mm. at all no wrestling video games no wrestling phone games no no nothing like that okay so i, I would have i would have no idea <laughs> somebody asked me to come to dress up in the, the little dot costume whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> and do a bunch of moves there no you thank you <laughs> mocap and uh, no, <laughs> Sky said she's on five pages, just so you know. Wow, <laughs> I love it. Um, and again, I know I know I rant sometimes, and uh, that's just who I am as a person. No, but in, in in between the stuff, there's there's stuff there no, that you're, means something. You're great. I, hope. I knew that she was gonna benefit off this interview big time, so I'm glad that she's in here. Um, let me see. Let me let's do a fun fan tweet. So, all right. So this one was pretty funny. I bust out laughing, and he actually apologized for it, too. So it's just a fun fun question because he loves doing anagrams on my podcast to everybody. He stumps everybody on this podcast. Everybody gets a special one. So pretty much his was uh, is from Shout Out to Good Cop, Bad Cop. He goes, how long do you see yourself wrestling? When will you be done with wrestling? <laughs> oh, he said he was sorry. So, like, oh, you know. <laughs> Honestly, I guess we kind of touched on it before. Um, I'll be done when I feel I'm no longer having fun and I can't push anybody forward anymore. Because even if if I'm done having fun for myself in the ring, I still get a lot of enjoyment helping other people. If I don't have that, either one of those lanes anymore, I have no purpose. Because it's either I'm moving forward or I'm moving people forward. Uh, So it's like, Right now, I'm in that point in my career where I'm balancing my own buzz and popularity and growth, and I also have like 58 people that I'm nurturing to turn into like the next uh, crop of like best wrestlers. So once that's not a thing, I guess then then I'll be done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, fun fun question. Fun question. Give me because you never know what you're gonna get out of this podcast. Give me one of your fun road trip stories. <laughs> Can you top some of the stuff that's been on this podcast? That's that's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I throw him on the spot. Oh uh, man! He's like, I'm gonna get someone in trouble. Someone's gonna get yeah, mad at I'm me. I'm trying to think of who who won't lose their contract if I tell stories. Right. <laughs> um. So for me, it's different. I live sobriety, so yeah. like, I don't have anything. I don't do nothing crazy no more. I learned my lesson. Um, it could be a fun, like, coffee story or something. Like, I know you go to Sheets. Like, 
<laughs> you know, like okay. I mean that that sheets picture led to an absolutely crazy fucking bananas night in the most weirdest town in Pennsylvania ever. Um, but before the craziness, we did drive like an hour out of our way to go to that sheets. Um, I feel like it was the OG who had never been to sheets before. So we were down obviously in the area for PPW. I believe I was wrestling buddy Murphy the next day or Casey Navarro. No, no, it was buddy. It was definitely buddy. Um, so we talked about going to sheets. Um, sheets is obviously, I put it over on Twitter all the time. They send me merch all the time. Uh, I got a love, love relationship with them. Shout out sheets. Uh, I got a new address. So holla at me. I need some more swag. My bag ripped. So I need, I need some new bag, a new shirt. They can send me a whole bunch of shit. I actually have a whole drawer right here of sheet stuff. Um, so we had to take OG to sheets and this dude went in there and blew like 50 bucks. Oh, wow. Just like, I'll take one of these, I'll take one of these, I'll take one of these, all these snacks that he's never seen before. And then we went back to our hotel, which had, uh, which was like set up for us. And then when we got there, like the fucking ceiling was leaking water. Uh, there was like prostitutes everywhere and crackheads. So it was just like pro wrestling, brother. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. It was, it was, it was rough. Oh. It was definitely rough. I'm trying to remember the damn name of the town and just slipping my brain. <laughs> no, it's better. We, no, jo- no. <laughs> we, jo- we joke with each other about it uh, very frequently. Uh, but Danny was with me and then uh, another That's wrestler. <laughs> That's funny. I need to try sheets. I mean, the whole joke here is Wawa and oh. checkpoint. Oh. I mean, a quick check. Oh. and. <laughs> Wawa's not even in the same league. Listen, I'm in New York. I don't even get that. It's like a privilege when I go over to Jersey to go watch wrestling, get some Wawa. Rhode Island, I have Dunkin' Donuts. I need to take a road trip. I, you know. Dunkin', I can go left, there's 12 Dunkin' Donuts. I yep. can go right, there's 12 Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. That's it. Uh, this is like a shitload of Starbucks here in New York. You know, just just how it is. So, I mean, well, I, hope, I hope you come down again soon. Like... You know, I mean, I got to see, yeah, like, I know, like, a lot of fans uh, miss you over here in the New York area, so, so we'll get you, yeah, I'll see you again soon, hopefully, um, all right, let's see, I think I got, like, two more questions, if you guys guys got any other questions, drop them in the chat, Uh, man, you've worked, I mean, again, this last year, like, you've worked a lot of names, you know, like, Leo Rush, I mean, even, even with Chaotic Wrestling, like, you know, TJ Crawford, I hope he gets better soon, because, like, I miss his ass in the ring, like, there's a day that I don't think about him, um, so get well better, um, TJ, you know, Christian Casanova, I mean, you've wrestled MSP, I mean, like, you've had a year, like, you know, anything that, like, sticks out to you that you like to share with, like, just some of, like, in 2021? As in, as in well, wrestling, like, yeah, wrestling wise, avoid wrestling. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like uh, that match with Leo was really, really cool. Um, the whole thing returning to XWA, um, that, and I think, I don't know, man, that was a cool story because uh, that didn't happen until like literally forty-eight hours before the show. Um, I was out and about and conversation came up and I hadn't been to XWA in maybe like two years or so. Um, and they have their Thursday show. And then I believe the match with Leah was on a Saturday. And then we, I got in contact with Mike from XWA, uh, who's the owner. 
and we met for dinner. We talked about a situation that had happened with one of the roster members not being able to make it, and we just had a conversation about me coming back. And literally the next day, uh, nobody knew I was coming, and I just showed up to their Thursday night show and uh, challenged Leo. And at this point, I was still like, unsure if I wanted to be a wrestler still. Um, I wasn't in the best shape uh, at all. I was still holding on to my COVID weight on my uh, my pizza and, and donuts and all <laughs> that crap. Um, and I, I was very nervous like because Leo's like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn. And again, Leo's another one of them guys where like when he first started wrestling and we met each other, it was that, oh, hey, man, I used to watch your shit. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so I know these people that, that are like that. They have this image of me in their brain. Like they always they have these certain matches they remember me doing, whether it's teaming with Chris, uh, like PWG shit, Evolve shit, whatever the hell it was, Limitless Beyond, like all that stuff. They have that image in their brain. And I always say when people say nice things about me to my face, it makes me very, very uncomfortable. Um, especially if I have to wrestle them because then I have to, I have to be that person. I have to be great because I can't, I can't ruin that image they have of me. I can't go out here and have a bad match because then they're going to be like, Oh, this guy fucking sucks. Why the hell did I spend years being a fan of him? Uh, so I kind of had one of those moments before I walked out in the ring. And then again, once I got in the ring with Leo, it just clicked and him and I picked right back up where we left off. And that match was, it was a banger. Um, I'm pretty sure I released it for free on my own YouTube channel. Um, so go check it out. Me and Leo from the beginning of last year, uh, it was awesome. And we pushed the limit. We really like our, our bodies were kind of still adjusting back in the ring, uh, him getting back in there, actually doing a lot more wrestling on the Indies again. And then me just being back to wrestling, uh, and we pushed the limit, pretty sure it went like 20 minutes or so, and we did some stuff, and we had some fun, uh, and it was a great like environment, uh, perfect situation for me to get my feet wet and uh, just like feel like JT Dunn again, and I'm sure after having talked to him, I know it was great for him, and then I think the next day he showed up for AEW's uh, Casino Battle Royal or whatever uh, the yeah. name is, mm -hmm. um, so he was just on, like, on a roll. Um, so it was cool to be a part of that with him. And like when you have a badass match with somebody like that, uh, you motivate each other. And that just like that bond just grows stronger. So I think that's what 2021 was for me. A lot of people that I was probably familiar with, friends with, um, maybe not as close as I am now with them, but those matches brought us all closer. The Crawfords, uh, the MSPs, the Davies, like all that stuff. Like there's just a certain. Thing you can't explain uh, that just happens in the ring like you don't know why you just became best friends but <laughs> you just became best friends like yeah. you, it just happens naturally you take care of each other it's trust like anything could go wrong at any moment and i'm thankful that nothing ever goes wrong uh, and i take care of everybody they take care of me uh, i'm trying to think of like I know there's there's always that one person that I'm overlooking, and I probably haven't said their name at all, and they're probably watching this like, this motherfucker, he wrestled <laughs> nine times. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I'll probably think of it afterwards. I'll just yeah. tweet it out. I'll just write your name out. It's hard doing um, a podcast. Like, you know, like there's I so many people. I wrestled so many matches yeah. last year. Um, it was awesome. I really liked wrestling Lee Moriarty. That was really yeah. cool for me. Um, and I remember saying that they were having it at Limitless. They released that for free on their channel. Um, I remember saying to him beforehand, like, hey, man, I'm so happy that you're, like, 
a wrestler. And I think everybody pigeonholes me to a specific style of wrestling because they're like, oh, this is Death by Elbow guy. He's going to do a bunch of strikes. Like, hey, man, I'm also one of the best grapplers in the mm-hmm. world. Uh, let me do that. Like, stop trying to force my hand to do what I don't want to do. Um, and I think I went on this, like, stint maybe, like, 2016 into 17 where I was just wrestling grapplers, the Greshams, the Zack Sabre Juniors. Like, we were just fucking wrestling, having wrestling matches. That's what you're going to see more of me doing this year, um, especially now that I'm, like, back. I'm, like, wrestling is my everything. Um, it's going to be a lot of just things that I want to do. And I never – because I'm JT Dunn, I never throw my weight around. Like, this weight's getting thrown around. <laughs> like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want. I'm going to have fun. The unit's going to have fun. We're just going to keep having bangers. Like, that's it. I think I even said that to, like, uh, one of my group chats. Like, that's it, bro. 2022's bangers only. That's it. I'm not nothing that's mediocre. So if you want to wrestle me, if we have plans to wrestle, expect me to fucking, we're going in whatever However you rationalize that in your brain, we are going in. When you see my name for the rest of your life, understand that you're going to click that link because that match is a fucking banger. Can we drop an announcement here? Yeah, let's do it. Speaking of fucking bangers, let's drop a banger right now. We talk about chaotic wrestling. I'm the owner. I can do whatever the fuck I want. So it makes me special. That's why I beat Chase Del Monte. Of all the guys that I've beaten chaotic, Chase was the only guy I never beat. And it, poetic that when I finally beat him, I take his damn company away from him. Um, so we're going to do something right now. I announced that I'm going to wrestle on the next show, January 14th. The unit presents Chaotic Pandemonium. It's going to happen in Watertown, Massachusetts. We've announced matches already like Becca versus Aaron Rock, Rourke excuse me, uh, for the Panoptic title. Ricky Smokes versus Mortar uh, for the New England Championship. We're going to have the Heavyweight Championship on the line. Davian's going to defend the Pandemonium match which is a chaotic specialty, which I've won before. She's going to wrestle Shannon Levangi, Brad Cashew. And if we're talking about people to watch out for, especially from this, this area, Brad smokes mortar. Those are going to be guys that you're going to want to pay attention to. We put Ace Romero in the match. Mike Vern is in the match. We're going to have some fun. And the winner of the match is going to be the chaotic wrestling heavyweight champion. So, I'm pretty sure uh, we sent you what you needed, right? Yeah. You tell me. You tell me when it's up. It's up right now. What do we think about that? <laughs> I want to come and see this. <laughs> what do we think about that? <laughs> I want to come just for this. So we're gonna do, and I'm pretty sure I forgot Alec Price's name in Pandemonium, but he's also having a chance uh, to win the title in that match. But to the graphic that y'all probably see right now, JT Dunn, Danny Miles, for the first time ever, I'm gonna wrestle the main event. I put out a tweet. I said, I want to fight the best tag team. That's it. The best. I want to fight somebody who just who just thinks that they're hot shit right now. There were so many teams that either tweeted themselves at me, DM me, their fan base tweeted at me. Like My phone during this interview has still been going off of people listing teams. Well, unfortunately, the race is over. Everybody lost except for the main event. Now, I've known these boys for quite some time. New York, New Jersey area mm-hmm. is very special to me. Um, outside of New England, uh, I needed to cut my teeth there. And for some reason, which I don't understand, so maybe maybe you can explain it to me. I don't know why New York and New Jersey love me so much. Because you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't get it. Coming from Since the New Yorker. You there. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't matter what I do. I could be the meanest. Like, I punched Tommy Dreamer in the dick in front of fucking 3,000 people, and they were like, JT Dunn. JT Dunn. I don't, I don't get it. I love it. Uh, but House of Glory has always been very yeah. special to me. Shout out to House of Glory. They're back. They're running bangers. Amazing mm-hmm. Red Will Ospreay. Yep. All kinds of stuff. Uh, shout out to my man, Ken Broadway, The Truth. Mm. My man. Yeah. Um, but I remember meeting main event and uh, also guys that were very respectful to me. Yeah. And I said to them, hey, we're going to uh, one day we're going to get in here and we're going to do all of those things that you've seen me do with other people that you enjoyed. It's going to happen. Well, now it's going to fucking happen January 14th. They're going to get the best worst day of their life. They're going to get in the ring with JT Dunn. And they're going to get their ass kicked by JT Dunn. Because it's for the Chaotic Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Well, the current champions, the unit. Yeah, girl. Mm, I popped when he sent me this. Like, <laughs> I was like. That's breaking news. Chaotic, <laughs> their social media didn't even put it out yet. Yeah. So thank they have you. No clue. Thank you for dropping that. I had that graphic made on the low. Yeah, thank you for thank you for uh, sharing Explicit. that with us. We gotta us. start the year off right. Yes. You to be the first one here for you, so I need to do something for you. Thank you. Let us announce this. <laughs> Bam! There it is. I love Drop it. it I was really excited. Like I gotta get main event on. I know that they said that they're gonna come onto the podcast one of these days. We're gonna make it happen. Um, I love those guys. I've been fans of them for years. Like they know, like huge fan. Yes, like I've seen them, House of Glory, Full Faith Wrestling, Pizza Party Pro, like, no, like I'm real deal with those boys. So I popped, like literally I screamed in my house because I was like, yes, I was like, I was like, <laughs> so if I, I'm telling you this right now, if I'm better by next week, I'm going to take the drive up to Massachusetts. So I better get fucking better because, you know, I don't have COVID, guys, don't worry. I'm just, I'm just got bad cold. So, but. Yeah, so if uh, if I'm better by next week, I'm taking this road trip up to Massachusetts. So I promise you that. Yeah. So and, uh, we were talking about uh, the 14th, that same weekend, the 16th. You're gonna catch me in uh, Clive, Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, in the same area. I'm one on one with Rich Swan for the Revolver Championship. Stacked card, absolutely crazy. I'm pretty sure you have the uh, the yep. graphic for They're that. Up. Mm-hmm. It's bananas. Um, I love being a part of shows like that. The last show was just like electric. I believe they're streaming live on Fight TV. Um, so yeah. obviously, if we're not hopping out of plane going to Iowa, you can yeah. watch with the comfort of your own home. Um, but man, unit running wild over there as well. Um, and then for myself, the following week, uh, another announcement that I think it might have dropped earlier, changing the schedule, um, January twenty first. I'll be wrestling for Northeast Wrestling in Waterbury, Connecticut. And now January 22nd, I'll be wrestling for Northeast Wrestling in the Mid-Hudson Civic Center uh, against Dan Moff for the NEW World Championship. Man. So it's, it's going to be busy for me. I'm yeah. very excited. I love uh, being able to wrestle back in the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Everybody knows my favorite wrestler of all time is the Macho Man Randy Savage. That's where that man debuted in, uh, in wrestling was in the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Crazy story. Uh, I've had some great matches there. One of my all-time favorite matches, and I think we talked about this match the last time mm-hmm. you had me on, mm-hmm. was myself versus Matt Taven for the Ring of Honor yep. World Championship. Was in that building uh, in front of a couple thousand people, and even still to this day, I love that match. I go back every time I need to get like 
fall in love with my own wrestling. I watched that match. Uh, so shout out to Taven, who's back killing it um, yeah. in the wrestling world. Hopefully him and I get to get in the ring soon and see if we can top that match from Poughkeepsie. Um, but man, that match was great. And I'm very, very excited to uh, slap the show to damn off again. Oh man, so excited. I know, again, like Sky's in chat, she's gonna like, she's writing down all these matches that she's gonna go rewatch and know how she is. So you got a new fan for life over there, awesome. just so you know. Uh, it's just it's just so exciting. It was funny because that was going to be like my last question was I was going to ask, you know, about what, what are we going to see in 2022? Like, you know, better version of yourself in 2022. So yeah. everything's um, better. Yeah, I love it. I'm, Mind, body and spirit. I love it. It's so great. I love chatting with you. You're you're amazing. I mean, we've been going wow. on for like an hour and 40 minutes, you know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> This is why he comes on, cause, cause he likes me. Right. So it's like, and we just, we this just is why chat. Why do a podcast for yeah. another five years? It's all right here. <laughs> he drops everything, like, you know, like I love it, I love it. I mean, is there anything else? Like again, like I, I had all my questions. I don't know if anybody else in the chat has anything else. I mean, is there anything that like you want to share that we didn't touch base on this podcast? I'm, I mean. I am up again and running the website, shopjtdunn.com. Uh, all JT Dunn merch is exclusive to there. Um, and we did also just drop some brand new unit designs. Oh, the, uh, the unit logo, the, take, the brand new Take the Pledge shirt. They're pretty, pretty <laughs> fucking sweet. Um, shout out to my man, Richard Fonseca, for being able to get those designs uh, done for me. Um, we dropped them. I think there's like all kinds of things. There's shirts. We got backpacks. Uh, there's shorts on there, uh, wall tapestries, like literally anything you can imagine uh, is on there. More designs to come. I have a few more designs in the works, uh, but it's all going to be exclusive to shopjtdone.com. Uh, we have a uh, discount code right now, New Year. It's still active. You get 22% off your purchase at checkout. Uh, so go ahead, grab yourself uh, a nice unit shirt. Take the pledge. Join us over here on the dark side. Okay. It's nice over here. We yeah. got cookies and. <laughs> monsters and free dental it's great that's gonna be the next thing is he's gonna tell me to like bring my cookies since i bring them over to h2o and if they you bring your me. cookies i'm gonna have to retire for this <laughs> i get in trouble now like forget it like i brought like i did the cookie fest going on recently and i came in with i had to do two trays i had to do for night well, one yeah. at h2o i had to do night two because people didn't show up on night one that was on night two and then they were li literally the kids were like is there more Tiffany? I'm like, no, you guys are freaking savages. I was like, you ate all the fucking cookies. Like there was probably like 300 cookies in there and like you savages. Like, so, you know, <laughs> I guess that's what I have to do when I come up to the chaotic. Hey, somebody's got to eat the cookies, right? <laughs> I love it. Somebody's got to do it. I love it. I love it so much. So I guess that's going to wrap up our interview today. We'll, we'll have him come back in like, you know, a year or two. You guys are 2023, I guess. <laughs> No, I love you so much. I mean, thank you for coming on. Like chatting with all of us again. Like you're you're amazing. I'm happy people had questions. Hopefully, uh, my rambling gave you a little bit more information. Yeah. Uh, whether you're in wrestling, you need a different perspective. Um, maybe a little bit more behind the scenes uh, interactions and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, please check out Chaotic Wrestling. We are changing the game here in New England. Um, Northeast Wrestling, like we're, we're doing big things going forward mm -hmm. in the unit. My brothers, Danny Miles, Trigger Man, the OG, Mike Verna, Ace Romero, Dango, Larry D, Infrared out in the Midwest. Great, great tag team. Um, and show them love because it's not just me. Like, uh, I feel like a, a lot of the obviously it's me, it's my fucking face right here. Um, it seems like it's me. This 
all of this doesn't happen without my brothers. It, it doesn't happen without them. It doesn't happen without them supporting me. Uh, it doesn't happen without them being dedicated to the same uh, the cause. Like in, in the core group here, uh, like I said, Danny, AC, uh, OG, and Verna, like without those guys uh, here for me literally every single day, I bother them with, with ideas and content and all this other bullshit they, you need for wrestling. Uh, they keep me level-headed. Um, so I want to shout out to my brothers. We're on to bigger and better things going forward. Uh, and I think I put it on maybe Instagram. Uh, I promise these guys the world is ours. If we did it together, as long as we just keep faith with each other, uh, there's nothing we can't do. We've all collectively been told no, maybe, maybe later, maybe next show, maybe another time. It's this guy's time right now. And I'm sure if you're uh, a wrestler watching this, you've heard the same thing. Uh, or if you're a fan uh, of wrestling and watching this, you've heard somebody else say the same thing. Uh, that can get very, very, very dark and put you in a deep hole. And I'm very happy that I was able to crawl out of that space uh, and find the light that I'm in uh, currently. Um, and I feel like I talk a lot about wrestling, and this is usually the part of uh, an interview, especially with you, um, where we kind of shift off into real life. Um, yeah. Everybody knows or should know if you are kind of familiar with me, and if you're not, um, I am on the brink of celebrating 10 years of my sobriety. Yeah. Uh, I'm fucking ecstatic about that. Um, something I didn't think I would ever achieve. Um, I honestly dated my life probably to 25 years old because of the way that I was living it. Uh, and now I'm not going to say my age, but I'm a little bit older now. Uh, and I'm still kicking and I'm probably in the best shape of my life, uh, physically, mentally, the best shape of my life. And, uh, not that I preach sobriety because I mean, everybody lives a different lifestyle. Some people can control it. I was not one of those people. Um, but man, if you are in a situation where life is a little too rough for you right now, um, or has been, or if it's rough for somebody that you're familiar with, your friends with, somebody you love, let them understand that either you, I, or somebody else, we care. We genuinely care. And this earth, this planet, this life is better with all of us in it. Um, and I know how tempting and how appealing that darkness really is to just shut off the noise and, and just get rid of it, get rid of it all. Um, stay here with us. Let us, let us chat a little bit longer. Let, let us talk a little bit longer with you. Uh, there's so many people on this earth that I think need to be told I love you more uh, than we're currently doing so. Uh, so what I ask of everybody that's watching this and if you watch it in the future or whatever, every day just just reach out to somebody. Maybe if it's even, even if it's somebody you haven't talked to in a while, like right after this podcast, I'm going to call Paul London and I'm just going to be like, hey, man, I love you because it's the first time I've thought about him in a week or so, and we haven't touched base in a while. And saying this right now is making me think about uh, all of the people that I uh, haven't talked to in a bit. So when we're done here, everybody, call somebody you love, text them, Facebook them, tweet them, whatever. There's so many different ways to get in touch with somebody these days. Just let them know that you're thinking about them. And if you are a person uh, that is having an issue, a demon, a battle, a struggle, uh, anything like that, my DMs are always open, uh, and I will have a conversation with you for as long as I possibly can um, to keep you going in the right direction. And if I can't help you, I will point you in the direction of somebody who genuinely can help you. Uh, there's help always there. Everybody love everybody. That's the most important thing you can take from anything that I say. All the character fun bullshit aside, this all works. Life, wrestling aside, 
life works better when we do it together. Love. Love is the answer to everything. Uh, this hate bullshit, man, that's not for me. It shouldn't be for anybody. Yeah. Be nicer to each other online. You never know what that person who's reading that tweet or the tweet or the message or whatever it's directed towards, you never know what they're enduring on that day. And those words can be so fucking hurtful. I think when we, uh, when you, when you're growing up and you're younger, at least when I was younger, they would say like, oh, sticks and stones can break your bones. Words will never hurt you. Yeah. Words are the most dangerous weapon in the world right now. And we need to start using them much more carefully. And whether it was yesterday you started or today, let's not wait any longer. As soon as we're done here, use your words to spread a positive message. Use your words to encourage people. Stop trying to break each other down. There is room in this world for all of us. Wrestling, sports, academics, theater, arts, whatever the fuck it is that you love and you want to do. You want to watch anime all day. Guess what? You can do it sitting next to somebody. Y'all can like the same show. You can talk about it. That's okay. Love each other. That's it. Mm, I love it. Love it. I love it. See, I knew it. I know, like Sky said, she needed that. Told you. I know. I know. <laughs> and congrats on 10 years. I mean, that's just amazing. Almost. We're so close. Yeah, almost. But it's still, it's, it's We're just, gonna get there. it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So somebody better bake him a cake, some donuts, some cookies. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to bring it up. Um, <laughs> more reason for me to like come up to massachusetts so um but yeah all his links are in the description below go buy some merch go buy all this oh the the chaotic show that's gonna be on twitch uh if anybody wants to watch it live or yeah. okay uh maybe not live i think we, we're gonna do it afterwards because we like to get everything included okay. we're very big on the um the promos and the editing and the story so everything's got to be included okay so make sure you guys are subscribed on though i promise you <laughs> make sure you give him a follow uh mark said great stuff and what a smile <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been wonderful in the chat i love you guys so much so and i guess that's where we're going to end it so you guys could go watch AEW because i know you guys want to go watch AEW. so but guys you know support independent wrestling stay safe jt i can't thank you enough for coming on so hopefully i see you soon <laughs> so guys have a wonderful night and we'll talk to you soon bye